everybody. Welcome to the 76th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind you all, bands in this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters. So go check that out if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our private Discord community and our livecast. Uh, what's up, bud? Uh, so, not much. What's good with you? Uh, chillin'. You know, chillin'. You got two birds now. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, it is. So, I can't believe you're, you're Birdman times two. Yeah, last time I think we did a podcast, I had two, but this, it's, they're, they're more vocal with each other now, and they just yell and fight and stuff, so literally if I have them in the room right now, like, I might have to, like, stop, like, literally yell at the two and break them up, so, um. You also cut off all your hair. Huh? Yeah, You homie. cut off all your hair. Holy shit, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I chopped that shit off, uh, like, three days ago. I felt like fucking Charles Manson. And I took the beard down about like, I think it was like three and a half inches. I took the beard down, so yeah, it was it was needed. Wow. Yep. Very drastic. Yeah. 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 It Good just for you. Yeah, but I mean, like all, the, that that long, all that shit is from from like 2020. So I just needed to shed a little bit of that look of like, oh, I'm not, I don't have to, you know, live in shelter anymore. You know, I can like go out. Yeah. You like see that. me? I'm I'm fucking shagged out right now. I haven't cut my hair in a second, but Irwin like likes it, so I've just been kind of letting it go. No, honestly, dude, that's the whole thing with long hair. If you're all right, if you look all right with long hair, it just depends. I mean, just like what what's another fucking half inch or another inch? You know, just keep letting it go, man. Well, you remember how I used to look back in the day? I used to have beautiful hair. Uh, you had you had gorgeous locks. Yes, you were. Uh, you I did. Yep. Yep. Uh, what happened well, my, to those? My biggest claims to fame. Huh? What happened to those? <laughs> I cut them. I cut them all off because yep. I don't know. I just needed to get a job, and that was like when I was moving away from Humboldt County, and that was kind of like the transformation. I cut off my hair. This and moved is to San Francisco. It's just so, sort of. It was so nice for you. It was so nice for you to cut your hair after I moved out of the Manila house. So you know that I didn't. You know, uh, I cleaned up that shower that you showered in, and <laughs> I, I still tell people for our listeners. For our listeners, Levi and I lived together for quite a stint. Well, maybe it wasn't even that long of a stint. Two years, maybe? Two years, that's long enough with you. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I jab, I jib, you know, it's all good. You invited me to move into your place, and then you you moved out subsequently. Like, look at the a time. I gotta later. get out of here. No, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I, I actually I recruited. It was like it was a, a house of North Dakotans, and then they all left, and I just recruited all the all the the guys I met at shows and weed shit. So yeah, it was just you and Prozo and um, you know, and it was a yeah that was a great place though. It was the, we called it the Manila House for obvious reasons due to its location, yep. but uh, we had. We had some really sick house shows there, some of which you can watch on YouTube, like Armed for Apocalypse Live at the Manila House. That's some that's some great just footage of some dudes playing in a living room to like some people banging their heads, at you know. Three PM in the afternoon. <laughs> <3 p. laughs> yeah, we had some cool shows there. We had uh God, who else played there? I wanna say some other bigger sludge band. Oh, honestly, dude, yeah, I can't, uh, that, that's, a. Uh, I know Rose Funeral came over that one day. Oh, after, after, um, yeah, after that show in Eureka and everything, they stayed there, actually. That was when that, uh, Rose mm-hmm. Funeral, when that vocalist, uh, separate, uh, he got his shoulder separated that night from the dog pile in the pit and everything, and, yeah, he was all nestled up. Is that also the guy who was, like, the drummer at one point, and yes. also the guitarist yes. at one point? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like He's, like, the owner of the band, right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. That was the best, the big dude with the gauges. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. This would be the, vo- the, this would be the vocalist on Resting Sonata. That album, okay. specifically, that vocalist, the tiny little dude with the long hair. I remember everyone just not liking the, the gauge guy. Though. The gauge guy was the was the main piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's... Um, I gotta shut this little door. I hear these fucking birds yelling. 
All right. Yeah, please. What's the kick? Yeah, that is that is some prime uh, Humboldt County mid-aughts lore, though, for you. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> um, the Manila House. Uh, Except the Stage Productions was just booking really sick shows back then. You know, we booked Psyopus and Heavy Heavy Lolo and Slaughterbox and See You Next Tuesday and Send Your Receiver. And yep, yep, dude. It's fucking good bunch shit. Of sick bands. Uh, yeah, uh, shout out to Milan. He was the he was the forefront of that whole uh, thing right away, kind of taking it. Absolutely. There was like, it was, Set the Stage was a fucking crew at a point. That was it like, was. it was a squad of people that helped out with it that. It was. So. It was basically She Loves It and friends and friends yeah shows. yeah basically yep yep good shit good job. Yeah, we we booked some really really good shows under that moniker i mean even after milan like let me take it over i, I had a long history of taking over projects for people <laughs> yeah i'll take this i'll have that <laughs> i mean i've done that now with set the stage and math core index uh, full disclosure yeah for people who don't know i didn't actually start math core index i kind of Somebody just sort of handed it off to me about. Oh, nine did they? Years ago. Did they really hand it off to you, bud? I'm pretty sure you had the fucking wheel, and at some point you're like, "This is my car now, right?" And they're like, "Oh, oh, yeah, 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 this is your car. You've been driving no, it for years." He he knew he knew it was, he knew you've been driving. You knew was, you were actually, driving it. That's what I'm saying, doggy. Come on now. He didn't just <laughs> hand it over. You did a lot of work. Right. You did a lot of work there. Well, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not say that. <laughs> but um, yeah, set the stage productions. Wow, that's I, I miss I, I miss booking shows. That was actually really fun. I want I don't want to touch it with a ten foot fucking pole right now. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm good on booking shit. I just felt it, it was fulfilling in Humboldt County because you kind of just you just knew those kids needed something to do. And having been in like a shitty podunk town myself growing up, you know, it's nice to have somebody who like knows what they're doing like booking shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I didn't really get to enjoy that growing up. I got to see like some cool like Vets Hall Battle of the Band kind of shows with like high school bands, like people I went to school with, but I didn't really get to see a lot of good shows in my hometown. I had to always drive to San Francisco. Yeah, well I live in North Dakota where I fucking had to drive everywhere. Fucking see a Well show. you booked you booked shows though, like at a much younger age than I was. Like, yeah. You were booking shows when you were like what, seventeen? Sixteen, show? seventeen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, booked uh, big, booked uh, Hugh corrupts like at sixteen. I think that was my first show that I booked. It was at a pizza place or whatever. But um, all the shows, all the shows in North Dakota, man, they made money. I mean, booking was cheap back then, and most venues didn't even know what the fuck you were doing until it was too late. And then by the time the cops got called at eleven o'clock, the show was already done. You already collected your money, and looking, <laughs> it was already. It was <laughs> but then you could never play a show at, at that, that at that ever VFW again. ever you again. Get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a whole thing. Right. About it. But yeah, right. I mean, at least you got your money and got the fuck out. So that's cool. Apparently that show that I threw at the Rio del Fire Hall was the last show that was thrown at the at the, uh, the Rio del Fire Hall. Yep. Uh, Unsurprisingly, uh, a- a- Andy in the chat, pizza venues uh, shows go hard. They they definitely do. I would like to say all all, all 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 venues that all just a restaurant with a side room. Man, you just smell like sweat and food and everything. Oh man, that's <laughs> fucking great time when you're a kid. You know, I get to have pizza and fucking go to show at the same place. Like what? Like this is shit. What the fuck is up, Denny's? Yeah, that, there's something there's something to that. I love I love DIY shows, just unorthodox spaces. It really, it's cool. Yep. Yeah. That's why going to Ink People was so rad because you just like walk in the middle of this like weird, you know, Muni building and just like go to the back in this like weird fucking side room and there'd be like a little stage in there and it was it was just saw some of the was, best shows I've ever seen in my life in there. It was ultimately a school, so we were just like it was like you walked down a hallway and what classroom was the show in? That's basically what that that building was. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was just like yeah. It was just like yeah. an art art school. More or less. Yeah, so. Yeah. Good shit though. I'm, I miss I miss seeing shows like that. The cool the, that really that's why I like um, Honey Hive Gallery here for that reason. It's just 
fucking so cool to see uh, bands in like a basement I, um, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing anymore. Uh, I I walk by. Probably not. I walk by that that front <laughs> the whole the front whole front room is gutted out. Um, there's like si- there's, I would not be surprised. There's signage from rants and rape rants from that old dude from like right when COVID hit. He's got there's like a, like a little like handwritten mm. sign up there and everything like that. But I'm pretty sure it's it's a no no. Like it's it's not a thing. So yeah, it is. We should maybe so rent Levi, it. You probably maybe rent that. Maybe we should, right? I bet you that motherfucker, whoever owns let's, that, let's... would love to hand it off. And then, but I mean, I, I think that, that that's a building though where there's tenants above, so it's a whole. It's not just like a venue space. It's like a, a fucking house and that kind of shit. Right. And you have to like communicate with them. And and I'm guessing right by the ocean there in the outer sunset, I bet you that house and just is just an immaculate condition, you know, and it's just the best investment <laughs> to fucking invest in a house in I'm San sure, Francisco. Yeah. Oh, God. I wonder. If, Oh my god! Yeah, I wonder what the even trying to rent it would probably be just be insane. It's probably five thousand dollars a month. Plumbing. I don't even know how you're supposed to generate that kind of income. Fucking plumbing from 1930 in there and fucking shit like that. It's like this is one of the houses that didn't uh, get in the uh, didn't uh, fall in the earthquake. It's like cool. It's gonna be fucking old as fuck now. That's great. Like yeah, I don't know. But yo, uh, well you know they they get them seismic retrofitted. So uh, one one last thing, uh, us just uh, jerking our ch- each other off locally and stuff. Uh, that bar down the street that old person bar that you we would go to if that 7-eleven we didn't hit up there the riptide that. no riptide is, in, is on terror of all bud uh the oh but, but, God, but, that, right. but that but that bar really like literally you'd walk down the block and you'd walk in there and it's just mm-hmm. fucking 60 year olds in there that place shut down too but th- it's actually being like gutted out and refinished by one of my neighbors right now so it's gonna be like a nice like bar so i mean i don't know shit's promising down there like Hopefully, Honey Hive does something at some point, but I mean, it, it's all—it's all there. The Retin's on the wall. It's getting there. Probably not. Probably, probably not. It's probably done. Probably not. Yeah. Right. Cool. So I don't know if you can appreciate this, but I got—I uh, got Elden Ring. <laughs> um, so I've been cracking out on that. I don't know what that is, and I'm very upset. What is it? Oh wait! Oh, I saw. Oh, I saw your fucking story. Oh, it's a goddamn video game, isn't it? God. Okay. Cool. It's a video all game. Right. Yeah. So, it's like made by this company called. Um, what is it FromSoft, I believe, and they do like really, really challenging games, like really frustratingly so. It's like getting like tens all around though, so I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I dumped like five hours into it yesterday. Uh, I, when I saw your your thing, I was like, oh, it looks like he's playing like that 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 Ghost of Tsushima game or whatever. But uh, I, it looks a lot like Ghost of Tsushima. Very yeah, beautiful. Exactly. It's a similar. I randomly just yeah. I, I know homies that that play that game, and I just I see them in this in the stories. I'm like, that is a beautiful fucking game. I just see a lot of like orange blossoms and cherry blossoms and shit. And like, that's nuts. Wonderful visual aesthetics for sure. And, and Elden Ring has kind of got a similar like fall theme going on at times. It seems there's a bunch of like golden giant trees and. Yeah, it's it's fucking dope. I uh, last night, Veronica and I were walking home uh, from just uh, hanging out at the neighbors, and I walked by a house and I saw a guy just like in the second floor, and I'm, I swear to God, dude, I'm pretty sure he had three screens, uh, the command center going on, and I saw the games going on, and <laughs> Big it was up the command center, dude. Dude, two was occupying the same game, and I'm pretty sure this motherfucker had like Matrix playing on the third one, and I just walked by. I, I showed Veronica, and Veronica doesn't understand. <laughs> At that at all, but I'm like, look at that motherfucker. He is stuck in it. But like, I, I just walked by, just being like, okay, do you know what? I'm kind of happy. I'm, I don't play video games because I'd probably be that guy. I'd immerse myself in that shit. I'd fucking just like cover myself. It's and, and, like, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I used to do. I used to always have like my my playing on my PC and like meanwhile watching something on the TV and then like another screen. You well, know? I, I we did that. We do that. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Multitasking. Right now, I got uh to the yeah. top left of me. I got uh I got Tombstone playing on my VHS, and then I'm talking to you and typing with everybody here and recording the podcast. Got shit going on. Love it. Yep. I don't do that anymore because it slows my shit down. But oh yeah, I, I oh miss, yeah, like I, I said, having uh, anime in the background. Uh, I have an iPad screen right above the my my laptop that I record with, but that's too much. I can't fucking do that. But this TV is like above me to the left, so I like it's like randomly be like, oh right, oh there's a fucking TV there. Oh cool, Val Kilmer. All right, and go back to it. So have you um have you ever watched Nardwar? You've said two words tonight that I don't know, and I'm now I'm upset. Okay, so the first. <laughs> <laughs> Nardwar? Are you familiar with Nardwar? No, I feel alienated. Nardwar? What's going on? What is that? Is that is it anime? Nardwar? No. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's like a, is it a term like donkey punch? Like, is it like a sex act? Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it like a donkey punch? Yes. In a way, it kind of is like a... No. Uh, Nardwar is like... Wilson, don't judge me uh, in the music. chat. I don't... Don't don't do don't do Levi. Don't gaslight me like this. I fucking... He's a music journalist. So he's just like this like really like weird looking dude with like a... Like a Scottish like golfing Oh, that cat. dude. He's like... He's like, interviewed like Big Ian Mackay and shit like that. Like he's interviewed everybody. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, continue. Yes. I am a fan of this man. He's he's just amazing. I, I just I can't help but love the guy. He's just so like. Um, oh, he, he would be Canadian, wouldn't gifts. he? Yeah, dude. He's he's fucking great. Just been really delving into his interviews. All right, give me the, give me the best interview that you saw today. I, I really like it when he interviews Snoop Dogg because they've got like really good rapport. But uh, Brockhampton was great because there's like so many people in Brockhampton, and he just had like he just kept pulling out all these crazy factoids about like every member. So that was uh, that was. Oh, so incredible. he does his fucking homework. Oh, yeah, he does his homework on, like, everybody, so when he comes, he just is, like, nonstop blowing him away with, like, all the personal, like, insights he has on them. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's sick. He's, like, uh, he's definitely a really impressive uh, interviewer. Anywho, so, yeah, I've just been fucking cracking out on his channel. Okay, I'll have to check that out more. Sorry, everybody. Sorry for upsetting everyone. I just didn't know. I didn't know what the name was. Didn't know who it was. Yeah, you definitely need to watch some of his interviews. He's great. You ready to uh, talk about some bands? Uh, Yeah, let's party, man. So the first band we're going to talk about is Totally Unicorn. And uh, Totally Unicorn are a rock metalcore quartet from Wollongong and Sydney, Australia. And they just released their third full-length album, High Spirits Low Life, on February 18th. And wow, uh, right away I just want to say this album is, is so good. It just, it feels like a poignant reflection on aging and just generally being in a reverence and self-loathing piece of shit in a way that kind of just really hits close to home <laughs> absolutely lyric lyrically uh, uh lyrically what you just said is completely on point um i feel that totally totally your unicorn has only refined and beefed up what they do um not much change just gotten better and better just aging like fine wine truly uh, in the lovely little scenester way there uh this is aging gracefully and hardcore (laughs) it really is man it really is uh it's it's just got a great uh punk element to the mathcore hybrid that they already are uh well said so I'm pretty sure Totally Unicorn, this is the first time we've covered them on the podcast? No, we covered Sorry. 
We covered Sorry. We okay, did. dude. Sometimes the thing is, this band randomly, uh, Totally Unicorn. We always talk about you guys on the on the side. I don't know why they always get brought up. I feel like you bring them up the most. I do. Uh, but I just we spot randomly, we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, that that is why I had that that feeling. Uh, overall, great, great, uh, well, uh, well-rounded album. Um, banger after banger. Really, not much filler in here. No. Uh, they even got the fucking little like rock opera piece. I would call it uh, in here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, kind of, it's sorta. all over, man. It's great. It, it's know. really like sweeping and epic in that way. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm really enjoying this trajectory of theirs. I feel like in a way it's it's really similar to Every Time I Die and that they've gone from being more of like a chaotic mathcore kind of band to more shifting to almost straight rock and roll with more anthemic kind of uh, catchy stuff, you know, like the opening of... Fucking rock and roll breakdowns, man. I'm telling you. It's yeah. like, it's there for sure. And like you said, they've, they've just refined this sound to the point that it's like pretty much, I want to say it's perfected on this album. Uh, especially on Yeah Coach, the really loving those anthemic chants on that track just fucking really brings you in in a super catchy way. I, I kept seeing uh, like uh, the, the term like boogie core and like weird things like that with these guys. And I understand what that what they mean it's just it's super dancey very just uh hand clappy yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that kind of shit you know it's it, it's great definitely yeah they, they they've, they've taken a route that's just way more catchy and maybe i don't want to say necessarily accessible but you know i think it's uh perhaps more immediately likable so kind of reminds me of the chariot in a weird way sure. at some points i feel like the later stuff you know um like long live and things like that sure. i feel i kind of get that element too i mean more i mean when i'm listening to it i just overall just that every time i die kind of comes through but i just Absolutely had this like that. chariot vibe you know i agree with that comparison too though and especially in the way that the, this album is mixed all their albums are mixed it has a really live sort of raw feel to the production. there we go there we go i think that that's, might be that's why well you're said. saying that yeah yeah okay um and, and ch- everybody out there not only check out the whole album but check out the music, music videos. videos uh these guys are fucking <laughs> on point it's every a, music um, video they put out is so good yet it's uh it's 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 a it's a side of a, a band you know it's advertising it's marketing man i mean those things pop up everywhere they get shared and everything and especially just the colorfulness and the the humor in their stuff it's it's great the humor uh, is a very band, apparent like, Yep, yeah, a band like Totally Unicorn should be pumping out music video after music video. So That's it's, it's awesome. The humor is is one particular aspect that is, I think, sort of readily apparent through all of their music. Uh, this album is a little more serious, though. Almost, you know, I feel like it's a little more just uh, once again sardonic. We're and... going back. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm no, no, talking. Sorry, dude. Uh, uh, lyrically, though, uh, it, it is a little more. Um... I guess almost sometimes kind of like every time I die in that way. I'm not trying to say they're, they're, they're taking it away or anything, no, but yeah, very, um, you know, I'm a piece of shit and a little self-loathing going on, you know? Yeah. Like, irreverent all, is like the that. operative word. I want to say, you know, it's kind of, yeah. you get that in a lot of like rock and roll, just the, the rock and roll aesthetic. I think that kind of comes across just in general. Yeah. It's a tradition. <laughs> uh, I, I read one review where, the person apparently knew the vocalist and was like, I know his lyrics are like this, but he's actually a very nice man. And I don't know oh, why sure he, he would is. say these things like this. <laughs> like, that's like, it was like the reviewer was like, he's actually very quite nice. I, I mean, I want to let you all know he's not a terrible person. Like, no, I'm sure like, he's not. It, he could be, it just could be a character for the, the sake of the, uh, you know, that you're, you're writing for. Maybe it's just personifying. He's, fr- he's friendly. I mean, a projection perhaps. Friendly defaming a guy. Just being like, well, he's actually, he's pretty nice, you know, so it's all good. Hey man, there's just fucking bangers all up and down this track listing 
all these tracks are super good. Yeah, Coach, obviously, that's a great opener. Tip your tinfoil hat. That that's was, mine. That's my fucking banger, dude. That's the one right there. Yeah, with the way that uh, those slidey chords come in. That fucking, that goes. That's one of the better tracks in this album, for sure. Loving those sliding chords. Definitely an earwig bit. I thought Old Mate was really good, too. Big Southern rock vibes on this album, uh, on that track, rather. Loving the backup vocals, the chants. that really kind of, like, helped drive the bridge. Yeah, they got some good, really good chants. Uh, uh, Friends. Friends, I love the music video. Love the track. Fucking great music one. video for that, for sure. Yeah, speaking of the music videos, as you were saying, yeah, all of them are super good. They did one for Friends, Not Winning, yeah, coach, and trust fun glee. So basically, all the best tracks on the album. <laughs> yeah, trust fun glee. <laughs> yeah, what a great title. track. That, that's an earwig <laughs> yeah. too. That the, the titular line, and really loving just like the wonky and angular guitar work on that track. It's just yep. like and it's a yep. great blend of, of that and rock and roll too. You know. Mm-hmm. Weekday warrior. That was another one I thought was really fucking good. And the lyrics on that are incredible. 10 to 12, procrastinate, take a look at myself. 1 to 5, get drunk again just to pass the time. 5 to 9, text everyone in my contacts, hi. 10 to 1, regret the day, asking what I've done. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, very, very identifiable, especially in this yeah, day and age. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Jeff in the chat. <laughs> Literally everyone. <laughs> well said, bud. Well said. Yeah, very identifiable. Um, yeah, Weekday Warrior, I think that was overall that and Friends and Tip Your Tin Foil Hat, I felt like were the strongest ones. Stress, trust Fun Glee, too. Just fucking, man, that, that track goes, too. Mm-hmm. So what are you thinking? Tip Your Tin Foil Hat or uh, Weekday Warrior? Uh, tip Your Tin Foil Hat. Let's do that. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Tip Your Tinfoil Hat, which is track two from Total Unicorn's new full-length album, High Spirits, Low Life. And that came out on February 18th. Here we go. This is my six for me This is my six for me 
So good. Really, really yep. loving that album. I like everybody in the chat was like, hmm, I should probably give these guys more time. Yeah, I think we all agreed. Don't and let the, the, the name hold you back. I, I feel like the name might come across as a bit silly. And I think it's just due to the fact that they've had the name forever and they're not going to change it at this point. Let's let's market it differently. It's very MySpace. It's it from is the MySpace very MySpace era, you guys. You see, you guys would, you know, a lot of people out there just don't get it, you know, but it's from the MySpace era. So, you know, you just don't get it. It's okay. There. You know, okay. There we go. We turn it around. Just, now now we're so cool. stupid. Yeah. Now we're cool. Listen to cool music. Everybody else. We put you down. So. Yep. <laughs> so that was Tip Your Tinfoil Hat, which is track two from Total Unicorn's new full length album, High Spirits Low Life, which came out back on February 18th. So next we're going to talk about P.S. You're Dead. And P.S. You're Dead are a four-piece sassy mathcore band from Buffalo, New York. And they just released their debut full-length album, Sugar Rot, on February 25th. Right away, I want to say this is one of my most anticipated albums of the year. Just generally had been anticipating a larger release from this band because they've been putting out a series of singles, you know, uh, teasers, EPs, splits. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, they did not disappoint in terms of songwriting, at least. Uh, I believe uh, three of I believe like it's like two or three of the tracks are just re are, are re recorded from the demo. That's but correct. You know what? You get, you get to fucking do that when you go from a demo to uh, your you know your your first album, right? Totally. Uh, overall, overall though, holy fucking shit! Once again, really was waiting for, for this album, just like yourself. It's a banger. Uh, it's it's almost uh, the same idea with Totally Unicorn. It is uh, an earlier not so played uh subgenre of a uh, mathcore and hardcore right the 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 more sassy dance core kind of stuff if but, you will but ps you're dead really fucking makes it their own and more Truly. you know uh and basically like if there was a, a dance core playbook they definitely followed the rules and then added it a little bit uh it, it's it's so well done every track really here's uh, Shout out to just recording the album and having it produced well enough where we don't have to mention anything about the production because it sounds great I, you know, for I, what it is. I want to say the production could have been better, but I don't necessarily Christian, think it's... Christian, I know that. I'm just I'm just telling him good job. I'm giving him a blue ribbon on I don't feel like it's shit. lacking, but yeah, I, I got to yeah. agree with you. And this, just to sort of wrap up what you're saying in a nice little package, I felt like this is one of the better, one of the best executed MySpace revival type projects that I've heard in a second. And uh, sort of what, also to add on what you're saying, it's they do it without biting too much of their influences, which is something many of their contemporaries like fail to do. They sort of really strongly wear their influences on their sleeve. And I feel like this is a little bit more, um, a little bit more organic. It is. It really is. Um, uh, like, yeah. Uh, making it their own. Right. Uh, it's a big I step up too. Yeah. It, it, all, all this band needs to do is just fucking keep writing and then plan a fucking tour or plan, plan some outside of the area shows and just get yourself out there. Uh, the, the math is there, you know, it's one plus two equals, uh, you know, you got to keep going with this, um, as well. Just, yeah, just keep it going. A music video from these guys would be amazing too. It's, I just really think this is very promising. Cause I know originally PS you're dead was, a group of people and I'm pretty sure it, it all kind of dwindled to one individual and then that individual had to kind of rebuild the group um, I'm pretty sure that's my understanding of I don't this. think so PS You're Dead has pretty much been the same 
three. Really? The same members the whole time? The same like three or four core members the whole time from what I understand. But they, uh, they, yes, you're dead. Let, let, let me know if I'm completely fucking wrong. They recently that's added me. somebody on synth, if I'm not mistaken, too, because it's really that's what really sets this album apart from their previous recordings is that they've got a synth on it. And it sort of just really adds a lot of uh, extra density to the mix and really lends itself to like the dance violence tag. Oh, I mean, well, it should be, you know, it's by law you should have a the keyboard with a synth with the dance core, but uh yeah, you're at you're going to be able to add a lot more atmosphere and just uh filler to to tracks that a lot of, you know, other people can't, you know. Uh overall though, once again, just amazing. I I would say super, my favorite track good. would be Eyes Eyes Roll Like Dice. That's a great but one. This would be an EP kind of album where I'm really could just throw a dart at the fucking track list and I'll listen to whatever it gets played, you know. Yeah, uh, Eyes Like Dice, Eyes Rolls Like Dice is definitely a great fucking intro. It's really short, but the synth on it right away, you just know that's going to be a bigger part of the instrumentation of this album. It's like they they combined like the best elements of heavy, heavy, low, low with stuff like an Albatross and the Locust and Blood Brothers. Just like all that super sassy shit just like rolled into like one really, really great package. Um, my... My favorite track was The Mouth of Hell is Lit with Neon. First of all, amazing, <laughs> amazing song title. Uh, and I think it's one of P.S. Your Dead's strongest tracks to date, too. Loving the spacey atmospheric bridge, which is recalling number 12 for me. Uh, and then he kind of close it out with a cheeky little hip hop beat, which was sort of an interesting choice. But nonetheless, great track. Something about the title of the whole album, Sugar Rot 2, just really fits with what the aesthetic of this uh, group is doing i don't i really can't say anything more get into it more it's just there's no there's a sweet there's a sweet um (laughs) yeah yeah, sugar rot and uh the mouth of hell and uh the what is it raspberry belly strawberry super there's something there man they're 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 tapping into flavors put my finger what it is as far as a name five dollar funeral cookie yep yep pretty good pretty good pretty good Tying it all together there. Yeah, and then of course, they, they, I thought it was interesting that they sort of did um, some experimenting with sequencing and electronics on the album's title track, too. It's a bit of a kind of an electronic interlude almost. I, 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 I would love to have this refined in a larger amount of tracks, a.k.a. the next full length that they release. Um, I love the style. I hope they don't add too much to it, you know? Uh, I just, I really do think they got something here. Oh, we'd be remiss if we didn't shout this out. Great feature from Carson Pace on the never-ending search for the missing Ninja Turtle. Who? (laughs) (laughs) Carson, I'm sorry. I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Who? (laughs) Yeah, Carson Pace of the Callous Cowboys appears on that track, and it's a really great feature. That track in particular is just super sassy and heavy and just has all these non-sequiturs that just are pulled together really, really nicely. Excuse me, really nicely. Yeah, Carson did a great feature there. Um, no coffin, please. Just wet, wet mud. <laughs> First of all, amazing <laughs> song title, but also one of the better tracks on this album. Just buries you in waves of synth and angular guitars. It is quite overwhelming to the senses. Five dollar funeral cookie. Loving the flow of that track. The great left right speaker play on the drums. Great acoustic piano. And yeah, just all the re-recorded tracks are great too I felt like they they really did add a lot to the track listing I kind of was mad on the fact that they ended it with Michael Myers said I'll see you in court but uh, other than that yeah this this album is great man this is one of the best things that's been released in this genre this year so far agreed so um, let's give him uh, the mouth of hell is lit with neon cool 
So we're going to play track two from Sugar Rot, which is the mouth of hell is lit with neon, which is P.S. Your Dead's new full-length album that came out on February 25th. Here we go. So that was The Mouth of Hell is Lit with Neon, which is track two from P.S. Your Dead's debut full-length album, Sugar Rot, which came out on February 25th. Those sons of bitches got something going on there. They really do. They they don't have any music videos, but they do have some really great Hate 5-6 footage, so go check that out if you want to... I'll take that. Yeah. We don't have a music video, but Hate 5-6 has footage of us and everything. It's like, oh, They play a really, really good set, too. (laughs) They, like, Sonny really captured captured them well the sound is good and they like perform well Lillian uh, or Lily does vocals and plays guitar at the same time so very very impressive mm-hmm. 
So next, we're going to give you your release radar for the month of February. So first up, some fucking OGs uh, dropping an album here. Synchro Anarchy by Voivod. They've been around forever, and I gotta say, for a band that's this deep into their career, this old, <laughs> rather, it's pretty it's pretty decent, you know? Not something that I would probably throw on, on the regular, much like uh, this new Meshuggah album. I have a feeling I'm probably not gonna be having that in regular rotation or anything, but you gotta admire this, just sticking with it. Hey, keep it up! Keep mm. it up, yeah, you know? You can still physically play music. Where Myth Becomes Memory by Rola Tomasi. Definitely liking this one quite a bit more than uh, the last one, I gotta say. As we talked about last podcast. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that. Yeah, it's wearing on me. Yeah. It's wearing on me. Growing on you. It's wearing on me. I still... (laughs) It's interesting. When you say wearing, I I feel like you're... It's like, it's still... I'm trying to like it. I'm trying to... I'm trying to... I'm trying to... It's like... Agree to disagree. Like, I know, I know it's there. I know okay. it's there, but I just, yeah, yeah. Um, High Spirits, Low Life by Totally Unicorns. We just talked about earlier in this episode. Moksha by The Last of Lucy. Definitely a bit more on the tech death side this time around, less on kind of like the grindcore, mathier elements, but yeah, pretty tech deathy. I'm really, I would, I might just switch the name to something else at this point, but it's all good. They got a, an actual drummer, so. Oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's I, good. Right, I think they have an actual drummer. I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Actually, uh, "Sugar Rod" by P.S. You're Dead, as we just talked about a few moments ago. Definitely one of the better things released this year, along with that "Total Unicorn." "Mana Regmata" by Heavy Meta, as we talked about last podcast. If you're into Prague, you definitely need to be checking that out. "Cardinal" by In Angles post-hardcore, Matthew post-hardcore featuring members of Invalids. Probably be talking about this next podcast, You Are Nowhere by Take Life. Uh, wow, this this album's got some crazy good pedigree too. Produced, mixed, and mastered by Randy LaBeouf, uh, featuring Rafi Holmes from uh, Insurgents, and featuring um, Rob Fusco on vocals from Most Precious Blood. That's an OG right there, man. Fucking A. It's that's some good shit too. It's kind of like techie, kind of like super heavy hardcore. It's sick. Uh, Skin of Stone, sort of plastic by Funeral Singer, which we'll be talking about in just a moment. So that was your release radar for the month of February. So next we're going to talk about Funeral Singer. Oh, as a segue right there, bud. We cover it, like, release radar, and now we're going to talk about them. Indeed. So, uh, Funeral Singer are a four-piece mathcore band from Kansas City, Missouri. And they just dropped their new EP, Skin of Stone, sort of plastic, on February 21st. Which is crazy, because they just dropped an EP a few months ago. And we talked about it on I the I was podcast. a little confused. Yeah. I, I, had to, I definitely had to, like, re-look up everything. I was like, wait, didn't they just, like, I just... And so, yeah, I, I uh, Funeral Singer, didn't know this came out. I was jamming your last release. Uh, so this was kind of a new one for me. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been. Uh, but, man, uh, Funeral Singer, um, I do understand why they came out with this in such haste because it's so much better than the other stuff yeah like all right do you man like game on 
this was this was so fucking good. I really did not expect this. Indeed. Uh, it, it, amongst the mathcore community, I really feel like they're getting a lot of love right now, and maybe it's just because they were on tour with Possession 1981 and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I see a lot of people giving them love, and uh, I'll be honest. Uh, before this last release. I did not know of the band at all. Uh, I, I don't think, I mean, because we've never covered them. We did. Right? Funeral Singer? We did. We covered them we, a few when? episodes ago. Uh, they released, oh, I mean, yes, they released yeah, yeah, an EP yeah, in yeah, July yeah, yeah. of last year. Yeah, in July. That's, that's, that's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about that release. But I mean, before that, uh, I was unaware of Funeral Singer. Right, right. Uh, we so I'm still getting, yeah, I'm still getting used to them and everything. Uh, overall, though, it is, uh, it's great. Um, just solid math core, you know, uh, really don't got too much to say with other than that i I have some stuff i'd like to add about this they i I feel like this ep is just them sort of hitting a lot more unique and idiosyncratic territory it just the the mix is way punchier um it's more aggressive it's more technical and while i felt their previous material might have been a bit derivative at certain points I, i think what we're witnessing is the band finding their own unique voice now word like it's this round it's really calling recalling more kind of throwback influences like Hayworth and me and him call it us came to mind a couple times to me just due to like how fucking screamy the vocals are uh given yeah. the fact that there's some massive breakdowns on top of that with some some pitch shifting they kind of dropped the every time i die and code orange sound and sort of like reverted to more of a um a more technical kind of even more intense breakdown heavy sound a lot of breakdowns like it's kind of similar to see you space cowboy too in that way mm-hmm. almost like dillinger-esque with like the level of uh of, of technical that they're getting on tracks like blunt force drama too which is a great way to open up this ep by the way yeah it's, that's my favorite track would be yeah. a blunt force drama yep. same like that, that clean guitar break that they started off with and then the massive breakdown in it just very very exciting um, Stifle was pretty good. Not quite as exciting as the opener, but loving the slidey chords, nice whammy breakdown in there. Speaking of which, um, and then back half of the bell curve was, was just okay. A bit more contemplative in the middle section, kind of slower, but, uh, also kind of sassy too. All in all, just like a, a great improvement on what they did last year. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear more from them. I'm excited to hear a potentially a full length actually at this point. I think they're, they're primed for it after two EPs. So uh, that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and play for you Blunt Force Drama, which is track one from Skin of Stone, mm-hmm. Sort of Plastic, which is Funeral Singer's new EP that came out on February 21st. Here we go.
Very short and sweet, as Levi might say. Yep. Yep. I, I, I unplugged my headset just so I could run and still jam that one. It's like, I can't miss this. <laughs> it's a fucking good track. Yeah, man. So that was Blunt Force Drama, which is track one from Funeral Singer's new EP, Skin of Stone, Sword of Plastic, which came out back in February. So next, we're going to talk about Tunic. Tunic are a currently a two-piece punk noise rock band from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And they released a new full-length back in October called Quitter. Kind of going back on this one, but uh, we got several requests for it, and it did just generally seem like something we should probably talk about, so... Glad to revisit. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I see you. I see you. I mean, in, no regrets revisiting this one because this just reminded me how how good this band is. I've sort of been like dimly aware of them, but it's it's just worth noting that they put out not one but two full lengths last year. Uh, the first one, Exhaling, being a, almost a bit more of uh, I don't want to say an EP because it's like forty minutes long, twice as long as Quitter, the one they just put out recently or more recently. But uh, mm-hmm. the the songs are like way shorter and more vignette style, whereas Quitter is is a shorter album overall, but has longer tracks and feels more like a cohesive album experience, if you will. Agreed, agreed. Did you listen to both of those albums? I did. Um, I favored Quitter more. Same, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything you said was just on point there. I really, I can't add anything to that, man. Yeah. I- I mean, they used to be a three-piece also. is The one other quick thing I wanted to point out, they've I think they, their bass player stepped down, so. Man, I, I want to say this album, uh, shout out to Tunic, this was a great listen for myself. Um, I really like a, a fast fucking no driving. wasted space album. Dude, driving, but I mean, just there is no wasted space on this album. It's fucking jam-packed. It's lean. Uh, so I I, I uh, also really like the fucking barking vocals, uh, driving drums going mm. on, man. It is this very mathy, punky, like noise rock uh, hybrid going on, which I'm very much into. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I this is the one where I did not pick a specific track. I I felt like I guess like the first two, you know, apprehension and quitter. Um, Both stand out for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like, fuck, that's just track one and two, so fucking let's just, you know, after that, just keep moving on, listen to the whole goddamn thing, you know? Like, it's, uh, so I, I would just say, I'd say Apprehension would be my favorite track. It's consistent across one, the board, I think is what you're you're yeah. getting at. Yeah, Apprehension well, is... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apprehension's a big highlight for me, too. Super punky vibes on that one. Loving the bass-only mm-hmm. break on the bridge. Really exemplary noise rock passages on this track in particular. Uh, yeah. Very frantic vocals and guitars kind of going over uh, the bass and the percussion, which is always a very like mid-tempo driving kind of rhythm. I think that's the operative word for, for their sound. It, it's like driving post-punk and noise rock that it's just combined so fucking seamlessly uh, and with a very like raw and almost live-sounding recording, too. In a lot of ways, this reminds me of the armed and uh, kind of like the almost wall of sound effect that they achieve at times. And like the just like the, the general like yep. punk vibes, uh, or Copenhagen's eyes, uh, the same kind of aesthetic. The way, <laughs> and I think also yep. it's due to the fact that the way that both projects kind of have their, the, the way they both have their their vocals mixed, is is really similar to what Tunic does as well. 
at the same time, as much as I get those kind of like more modern kind of punk projects, I, I get a lot of vibes from classic post-hardcore. Uh, for example, Pattern Fixation feels like it's something that's pulled straight off an, uh, at the Drive-In or Drive Like Yahoo record. Kind of bringing those like 90 sounds uh, pretty, pretty strongly there. Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed this album quite a bit. There's just so much attitude and rock and roll vibes to what they're doing. And I feel like hearing music like this makes me think that there's still potential for rock and roll, just straight up rock and roll and punk to like be exciting, you know? Oh, absolutely, man. There's a lot of energy in that. Yeah, just really like driving bass and rhythm sections on this kind of also recalled Ken mode for me to a, like a lesser extent. They're not as dark or heavy as Ken mode, but just the way that the guitars provide the ostinato and the bass kind of provides the lead, you know? Mm-hmm. The title track, I think you pointed out earlier, is really great, too. That's probably my favorite track overall. Yeah, Quitter, yeah. Yeah, Quitter, for sure. I also, I, I think that Fake Interest was one of the better tracks on this album, too. I think that's track three. Uh, again, when when they're exploring the noise rock side of their sound, I, I think they do it pretty exceptionally well, and Fake Interest is one of the better examples of that. Let's give them Quitter, though, I think. Oh, okay. Yep. Track two? Yeah. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Quitter, which is track two from Tunic's new album with the same name that came out on October 15th. Here we go. Taking a dab, I'm gonna waste some time. What bitch ass heat setting you got that on? Is that a green? What is that? Low temp? Low low temp? What are you doing? Low temp. Low temp. Low temp. I don't take hot temps. 
I do. I'm a low temp boy. Yeah, Tunic is really fucking sick, I gotta say. Uh, I will... Sometimes with these bands that we covered, I mean, naturally there's so much music out there. Um, I do... I I like to say I put three-fourths of the albums on the shelf after we're done with the podcast, you know? But Tunic, I'm gonna keep kind of jamming through. It's really good. Yep. Man, we're getting into March. We gotta stop revisiting 2021 soon. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. There's only one more album from last year. It's that Kill Prez album that I've been meaning to work into the lineup forever. So we'll probably go back for that one. That'll be the last, though. No more more retrospectives. So that was Quitter, which is the title track of Tunic's new album that just came out back in October. Just came out. Now we're going back to 2021. Except for that one more thing that we have to talk about. And that's it. That, <laughs> no, we just said, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, no, no fucking conviction. <laughs> just breaking every Hollow. rule that we've made up for yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Like, that's the math cast rule. <laughs> yeah, dude. Rules are meant to be broken by the people who make yep, them. Yep, yes. <laughs> I guess. I fucking guess. So next we're going to talk about Cloudburst. Cloudburst are a four-piece chaotic hardcore band from Yogyakarta, Indonesia. And uh, going back to 2021 again here, they uh, dropped their new EP, Corridor of Chaos, on November 21st. And uh, we discussed Cloudburst about 35 episodes back uh, when they released their debut self-titled full-length. And um, just really hearing this band channel a lot of Converge, Trap Them, Cursed... Pulling a lot from like the classic seminal metallic hardcore artists. Absolutely, um, it really struck me like a, the, the like the ghost inside kind of sound to them. Um, not more metallic hardcore, uh, a little more punk on the side, but uh, trap them as well. It reminded me of mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, I do remember Cloudburst uh, the, when we covered them the first time. They were formed in 2011, so been around for a while, crushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, man, I'm guessing. In Indonesia, hopefully you guys are on every fucking bill that is being put on out there. So I want to say that they're one of the the more notable, better underground bands in their style out there. It sounds like it. Hopefully they're noticed like that there in their in their country, man. Lefty Fish also I think is another sort of notable Indonesian band that comes to mm-hmm. mind immediately. Anyway. But overall, um, uh, with the, with the metallic hardcore sound, sometimes I feel like uh, uh, with Funeral Singer, I didn't have too much to say in a good way, and also with Cloudburst, uh, this is a little more just kind of cut and dry. Um, it is what it is kind of thing going on. Uh, I really enjoyed the the release, and that's about it. I'm right there with you. It's not like I don't think it's as exceptional as their their last effort, but. I mean, the production is... I think the production may be just a little bit better, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We we cover... we. I mean, we are a MathCore podcast, so naturally the techier and crazier it gets, I guess we're, we're, we, we speak of that more. But yeah, sometimes it's just it's just metallic hardcore, you know? Mm. It's some great music, got some breakdowns, like fucking that's why we cover it. Lots of panic it, chords. You know? I, I feel like in a way yeah, they're... Yeah, panic chords, yeah. In that way, they also are kind of sort of channeling more like modern metalcore vernacular, too. I, yeah. I hear I hear them yeah. sort of sort of imitate what a lot of 
sort of like um, LDB fest kind of bands are doing, if you will. Misery Signals comes to mind quite a sure. bit when I listen to them. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what I see what you're saying there. Uh, but I will always take some metallic hardcore with breakdowns. Fucking same. Sign me up, man. Same. But yeah. one thing I didn't like about this release was Chaos Bearer. The Slayer esque riff really wasn't working for me. It didn't. Oh, that track, yeah, a little, very, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, okay. Um, that was what, what kind of reminded me. Notes. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I just I did not put that in my notes, but I I literally know exactly what riff you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying they're kind of doing what a lot of modern metalcore bands are doing, which is taking Slayer riffs and then putting them in halftime and turning it into like a breakdown, basically. Which is kind of what Converge <laughs> did already. 30 years ago. So this is now a reiteration of another iteration rather of something that's already been recycled by converge in this exact Mm -hmm. context. So, but, um, so kind of just a a full circle metalcore moment there, but that's not, that's not to say the rest of the EP wasn't, uh, wasn't good. I I felt like rain bomb was fairly energetic, great uptempo track. It flirts with quite a bit of post hardcore melody in its chorus and conclusion, a decent enough breakdown section to I think insane corridor insane corridor although that takes I hate that song title but although it takes a second to get going uh, as it's front loaded with that sample it's got it's like one of the more like dynamic tracks on the EP for sure it's got like loud and soft mm-hmm. dynamics mm-hmm. it's got melodic and chaotic it just has like a lot to offer uh, and then it also has one of the biggest breakdowns of the EP too on the back end so yep let's give them that track Game on. Like that. So we're going to play Insane Corridor, which is track three from Corridor of Chaos, which is Cloudburst's new EP, which came out on November 21st. Here we go.
Alright, so that was Insane Corridor, which is track three from Corridor of Chaos, which is Cloudburst's new EP, which came out back in November. So the last band we're going to talk about is Loose Teeth. Loose Teeth are a three-piece metalcore band from Toronto, Ontario, and they just released their new EP, A Comorbid Letter, on January 22nd. Actually, it's kind of difficult to classify this band's sounds uh, because they sort of play with a lot of different styles over the course of this EP. They sort of mm-hmm. kind of, um, it ranges from like dark hardcore to, you know, uh, occasionally like melodic post-hardcore, even like mathcore elements, though not always seamlessly. Um, and sort of like power violence too, in a way, if that makes sense. Not like traditional power violence, but like nails you know, I guess like I sort of dark hardcore would sort of insinuate that sound as well, though. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't have a description for them. Um, I, I it was just it was difficult. I, I did just put yeah, I kind of just put the Metallica hardcore kind of label on them. But there is a lot going on. They switch. They go in and out of uh, different subgenres. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Overall, I the one thing I noticed uh, just. Uh, you and I, this is more of just for you and me. Uh, he reminds me, the vocalist reminds me uh, of the vocals from Name. Uh, oh, more yeah, like, totally. Pr- like, he's f- forcing out that scathiness. It's interesting. Like, I don't know, just go back and listen, but it just reminds me so much of that dude from Name. Uh, but other than that, man, I really don't. Ha- this is another band where I don't really have too much to say. Uh, I know they are in and out of the subgenres, but it is ultimately just kind of some metallic hardcore, great uh, driving, you know. Um, I got, uh, I would say, uh, to whom this may concern would be my favorite track. Uh, and that's pretty much what I got for these guys. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was definitely a hard release for me to, uh, to describe the, the teasers that yep. I heard from the song faith healing were a bit more on the math course side. So that was sort of what I expected going into this project. But when I heard the full EP, it's definitely more, of kind of like a dark hardcore overall sounding release, uh, in, a, in a way, I was reminded a lot of Pupil Slicer and Helpless, and the, the kind of way that they flirt with that sort of nail sound that's a bit more like metalcore, but also they they got like the technical aspects to them as well. Agreed. Yeah, for, for some reason, I think I feel like they're sort of on the same tip that a lot of modern UK extreme bands are on right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a terribly, uh, a terribly large amount of notes on this either, unfortunately. Nope. Um, yeah. It's kind of a bit scattershot stylistically, if I'm being completely honest. I think that there's, uh, there, there's, there's something to enjoy in every song, though. It's not like it's like not well-performed, but it, in a way it kind of seems like this project is, is the band still trying to like pick a direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. That being said, I do look forward to to future releases from them because I feel like there's a lot of potential here. It's um, 
again, it's it's well performed, but yeah, perhaps maybe just a bit unfocused, bit unfocused. I, I feel like yeah, I feel like <laughs> due to uh, the the mix the mix of the subgenres, I feel like we're you know it's it's hard to talk about the one thing when it's all kind of spread across, which is not a bad thing. It's just you know uh, every every track is a little something different, so you know you can take it for that. Yeah. As well. th- that being said, though, Faith Healing is definitely the more impressive track, so let's give them that one. Agreed. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Faith Healing, which is track four from Luth's Teeth's new EP, A Comorbid Letter, which came out on January 22nd. Here we go.
All right, so that was Faith Healing, which is track four from Luth's Teeth's new EP, A Co-Morbid Letter, which came out back in January. Yeah, a little kind of nailsy. Uh, yeah, Wolf's in the chat there for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely. On that side too. Got that feedback going on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of reminded. That's why it sort of reminded me of Helpless and Pupil Slicer. I feel like both of those bands are, are pulling from nails to some degree, at least. Yep. Well done. Yeah, definitely a lot of promise there. I, I feel like, although it's a, a bit unfocused at certain points, I, I feel like there's a lot of potential for them to, to come through with a, a bit more of a cohesive effort next time. So before we wrap this up, uh, I just want to thank you so much if you made it to the end of this podcast. Uh, if you liked what you heard, do us a big solid. Go leave us five stars on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review telling us what you liked. Uh, if you want to throw us a couple bucks, go check out our Patreon. You can get some cool benefits, help us decide what to talk about every month, be a part of our Discord community, and listen in on our live cast. Um, leave me five stars on Discord. <laughs> I'll review Dan on here. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan, you kick ass. <laughs> Boom. Five stars. Six Done. stars. Leave, lo- love Levi. There. there that's He's a five-star man. <laughs> you'll, if you look at his... Uh, his DoorDash score, what is it? His Postmates score. You'll see that he's he's a five star man. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about you now. This is about you, Dan. <laughs> no, no, this is about you now, Dan. This is this is the pot. We, we finished our bands. Now we got to talk about something else. You know, so right. let's talk about you, man. What's going on? Again, thank you so much, guys. We love you so much. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess that about wraps it up for the seventy sixth episode of Mathcast. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.